para Rubio la logra dominar contra la Melo que no ha podido marcar al español de pique el pase otra vez el afro ponen el póster a Plomley qué barbaridad llamen a la policía que el afro está abusando de Mason Plomley broadcasting live yes. from Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse on the sunny shores of beautiful Lake Erie Garland at the base of the center circle Garland around Mobley Garland right of the lane into the lane shoots it out front Sexton three good the Cats are within one Sexton hits the three ball and it's a 117-116 game. That's how you do it. Show some boys, run your stuff. In downtown Cleveland. Cleveland! You've tuned in to Wine and Gold Radio. Mills will again try to inbound the ball that center floor near side. Conrad steals the ball. Down the floor. Graham with two hands. Now, here are your hosts. Rafa and Joji. Oh, yeah, hey, yeah, everybody, yeah. and welcome to what, Victory Victory Sunday. We're recording this. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Is there such a thing as victory formation? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but last night felt really good. I am Joji, and this is Wine and Gold Radio. I'm sitting next to Rafa Hernandez Brito. See. Si. Have you uh, have you cleaned all your whitey tidies and ready for the trip? I went home after the game, did laundry because my wife is not in town, so I have to do so it all you had myself. to do some like domestic work. Even when she's home, I do the laundry, but okay. she helps out a little bit. Glad you clarified that. So, um, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm, is it? Um, you know, it is. We were going to have to take the trip anyway, mm-hmm. so might as well get it out of the way. So. Yeah, I mean, how do you feel about taking the trip so early? I've never taken a trip this early. I told you before, that was my first road trip ever. Yeah. When I came here in 2014, <laughs> we played the Knicks, mm-hmm. and then that night we left to play the Bulls, and then going to, to the West Coast to play Portland, Denver. That was that early in the that year? Was this that early? early? Yeah. I don't believe you. Yeah, it was. I remember that trip. You don't remember uh, what I remember? <laughs> about I was. That was my first time getting the Rafa experience. So I at the time that I was did, our first trip. Yeah, that was our first trip. And for people who don't know, we sat together on the plane for many years for we seven seasons. Road dogs on the on the on the road. So that was my fr- how, that was my first experience with you. How did I end up sitting next to you? I don't know. I, the difference between Rafa that. <laughs> time on the plane to Rafa now it's a big one because I was like they told me the worst advice I ever got since I came to Cleveland my boss Dave Dombrowski said just follow John Michael and do whatever he does (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's bad advice well, you know, I ended up following him everywhere. So, <laughs> no, that's good advice. He's, he very, me, he he's very careful on the road. He's very, yeah. uh, he's very conservative. But he, even he admits <laughs> that he's the worst advice I ever got. <laughs> <laughs> so the first, so this is our first road trip, and I'm just getting to know you, and you know, love you already. Everything's mm-hmm. great. So we do do our trip to New York, and then apparently we go out west. So the first Portland is the first trip, <laughs> and I come into the there's pregame media. Uh, dinner. That's the, we don't do that now because of COVID, but that's where the media all gets together. And we're in Portland uh, before the game, and I sit down with Rafa. All our media kind of sit together before the game, and I say, uh, "You know, hey, how's it going?" And he he talks to me about the NFL playoffs and <laughs> and about you know the game, you know, and the New York game and the trip and where he's going to go and when he gets to LA and all this small talk. And then he goes, "Oh, by the way, I gave some guy the Heimlich maneuver." <laughs> A few minutes ago, it saved his life. And I said, wait, we talked about all that other crap, and, and you just saved a guy's life with the Heimlich maneuver? And you go, yeah, 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 man, he was uh, choking over there, so I walked over and I gave him the Heimlich <laughs> So that's my first thing with you. Uh-huh. And then that's, so. <laughs> so just so you, just to be clear, and okay. so you believe me. We played the Knicks on October 30th. Okay. October 31st, we played the Bulls. Okay. The 4th of November, we played Portland, which is the game you're referring to. Then we went to Utah and then the Nuggets, and we came back after that. Okay, so 
So we went to Utah then next, and then yeah. the okay. So, so, and, so <laughs> then did, did the guy choke again? Yeah. Little? What happened is <laughs> did I, he grab the thing off the floor and put it back no, in his mouth? No. You know, in Portland, you ha- you walk in and there's a table with all the game notes, mm-hmm. and then the room opens mm-hmm. for. For, for the dining room, uh-huh. but I'm across the hallway from the table, from the table with the notes is the soda machines and all that. Uh-huh. So I'm getting, I'm looking at one note. I remember it's my first road trip. I have worked in the NBA. I have done every. I, I have w- traveled with the NFL, but mm. not with the NBA. So I'm still new. I'm <laughs> quiet. I'm just looking around, you know. And I'm looking at what notes I want and what's available. They always put the quotes from the coaches and everything. So and I start hearing. And I'm deaf, so you can imagine how loud it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, <gasps> like somebody really <laughs> gasping for air, right? Yeah. And I turn around, and there's this gentleman, <laughs> you know, on the heavy side. Mm-hmm. His face, his neck started turning blue, and it, <laughs> and the blue kept going up. To it's his, not funny, but so I turn around, and I'm like, "Are you okay?" And he just like pointed to his throat so i t- i flipped him around and gave him the heimlich maneuver and literally <laughs> half a sausage or half a hot dog came out of his mouth so i said to him you know sit down here let me go get you let me go get you uh, a glass of water you know so you can drink something yeah. so i turn around on the other side of the table get the water and when i come when i turn around back back around he's biting the rest of the hot dog i'm like dude <laughs> So that was my first, well, my second game on the road because we had been in Chicago right, right. the night before. But that was like the first, my welcome to the NBA moment. <laughs> right. So that's like, so right away I'm like, okay, what's up with this dude? So again, we so then we go to Utah, we go to Denver. And when we land in the city, in whatever city we're going to, uh, when the truck pulls up to the hotel with all the luggage and the gear, the team gear, uh, we the help. staff, we help. <laughs> Unload the truck and tag the bags. Exactly, and tag the bags for the room and everything like that. And we're in Denver, and it's the middle of the night. It's probably 2 in the morning, and it's freezing cold. And I'm telling guys as we're unloading the truck, I'm like, you know, because nobody knows you yet. I'm like, man, this dude, Rafa, (laughs) (laughs) he's telling me this story, and he's telling me about giving a Heimlich maneuver, you know. And I'm, I'm like, he gave this dude the Heimlich maneuver. And I and I'm like, this is just the kind of thing that happens with this guy, I guess. <laughs> and all of a sudden, a girl comes running out of the hotel lobby and she goes, "Oh my God, is there somebody out here that speaks Spanish?" <laughs> <laughs> and everybody had a cr- it just turns around. Ralph was like, "I do." <laughs> but the funny thing about that one was, it was a gentleman that was in his. He was looking for his keys. <laughs> yes. But the funny thing is that he he wanted the key to get into his room, and I said to him. You know, because I went into the lobby and they put him on the phone, and he was calling from his room, right, looking for his room keys. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, are you? Do you realize what you? <laughs> You're in your room. Stay in your room. <laughs> <laughs> he was drunk as hell, and he was in his room, calling uh, from desk, looking for his keys. Oh my god! To get into so his great. room, I'm like, dude. <laughs> So that is, as the team heads to Denver, I just want everybody to know that that was uh, the, <laughs> the initial Rafa experience right there. <laughs> and Denver, we've we've both probably had a lot of good stories in Denver. I, I love I Denver I because there is that lady with the signs that she, she always put signs that we love. We still love you every time somebody comes in. Remember, there's a lady with the sign mm. lady that we love you. We still love you, JR. We still love you, Moscow. No, no. you never seen that lady no, in Denver? No, no. Oh, I got to take a picture of her. No. Maybe I'll have her put a picture of we love you, Joe G. Like, what's his name did? Alexei Bowman? Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of the Hawks, and we'll get to that in in just a second, a real nice victory last night. Uh, Before we get to that, uh, I just want to tell you that um, I don't know if you heard this week, but Sir Paul McCartney said (laughs) that uh, Michael Buble is a Frank Sinatra cover band. I don't know how you (laughs) (laughs) But I know you're now now a big Michael Buble fan Um, and a big Harry Styles fan. No, I'm not. Well, let me say something. I there is a shortage of manpower uh, mm-hmm. at the field house right now, mm-hmm. and we are hiring. And I mentioned this purposely last week on last episode, and we still do. We still need help. We still need people to join our family, and we recommend it highly. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know what? To, yesterday was my 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 eighth anniversary when I jumped on a plane to come here in 2014. Okay. So, I they asked for people to volunteer to work for the concerts mm-hmm. and the games. Obviously, I can't volunteer for the games, but 
I put my name down, and I worked at Harry Styles' show. I have no idea. I had no idea who Harry Styles was. Mm -hmm. So I'm driving to the field house, and I see all these Kids. young ladies mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. accompanied by young moms mm -hmm. dressed up in, like, funky colors, shoes and pants and bell bottoms and mini skirts mm -hmm. and boas. Yeah. I came I, here during the day and they were the whole west end of the building was I, completely lined up. They were well and literally I, I was like, man, I didn't know there was a Halloween parade <laughs> yeah. in, in Cleveland. Yeah. You know, being from New York, mm -hmm. it's a big thing. It, people are weird, right? So I get to the field house and I don't know where I am the weird one because they asked us to come in dressed in black so we could kind of separate from mm. Interesting. And it was thousands and thousands of people, girls, young girls, probably like a 95 to 5 mm -hmm. ratio between females and males. And yeah. All dressed up because the guy is supposed to be this cross-dresser. Uh -huh. He wears his girlfriend's clothes. Okay. And he used to be part of One Direction, uh -huh. apparently uh -huh. like a kind of like a, a one the kind of band like the Beatles yeah. in England. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you couldn't resist. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's an actor too, I think. I think he's Dude, he puts on a great show. Yeah. And has a great band. Yeah. You said. I stayed I stayed for the first couple of songs and, and it's like really good, like funky show. And, yeah. and the way he sets up the stage where he can actually sing to everybody. It's like a catwalk that goes from, from end zone to from end zone. From from baseline to baseline mm -hmm. on the court, for yeah. example. And he walks around and the band is in the middle. And it's I really, love that. Yeah. really good. And I kind of knew a couple of his songs, but I didn't know. So I volunteered. I helped the, our friends from the merchandising department because they buy, the people that come in buy a ton of stuff. The funny part was that even the moms could dress up. Yeah. Which is, I think is great. Yeah. Casey Coolis is one of our sound engineer guys. Uh, he always he says that, uh, I guess, they're like deadheads almost. They travel the country with him. They kind of follow him city to city, which yeah. is really cool. To, it, I, think I thought it was. They were funny. Part was out of all the dads, out of the girl dads I saw, there was one dad that was dressed up in this <laughs> like funky red suit with red pants. Nice. Like his daughter was wearing red as well. Yeah, and there was some really well-dressed moms too yeah. uh, accompanying their, <laughs> yeah. their daughters. So I was just helping people find their seats. Yeah, you know, get their. Get to stay in line, making sure that, you know, now Rocker Mortgage Fieldhouse is a cashless venue. Yeah. So making sure that people in line know that there's no cash because you don't want to get to the front of the line and yeah. <laughs> to turn around and wait again. So You're such a good team player, man. And I, and I mean, I, we break chops a lot, but you are. You're a great, great team player here. You always, you get involved and you jump right in. You know what it is? Because I believe in what they do here. Yeah. I believe in, in uh, like I always try to when I walk around during games I always have pins in my in my pocket and I like to give it to kids and mm -hmm. just I, I like making people feel like yeah like they are part of us like I said you're a big family. teddy bear man everybody no, loves you no but it's true though <laughs> so they guys these guys I know that the people that run the field house the marketing people the mm -hmm. merchandising they work really hard and they wanted to make sure that the experience for seventeen thousand people that were coming back to the field house was the experience that we wanted to they want we want them to have and and come back so yeah. Two days later, I volunteered for the for the bubbly concert for the, <laughs> <laughs> for the Michael Bublé. Yeah, I would see that one sounds cool to me. I I think I that, I would like that one. I'm not a fan. He can sing. And let me ask you this question: Does he do originals or does he is it covers? No, I he mean, does originals. Uh, okay, and, and he does covers. covers. Yeah, okay. he does covers. Okay. He does originals and covers. And he kept giving the Brown score during the. See, that's the, big. I mean, concert. I I might have come. I might have helped you out Thursday night, but I. So Thursday Brown. was different because the first two hours I had to bodyguard. I don't know why they thought that somebody was going to come in into the camera pit and and do something with it. So I had to sit by the, the <laughs> by the camera just making sure nobody <laughs> You were you were you were hired muscle? Yeah. I was hired muscle for the cameraman, right? <laughs> and and this is the guy that shoots the concert yeah. to see the to so you can see in the big screen. So once oh, he once cool. the cameraman came in with his other person, I was moved to the floor to help people find their seat on the floor. So once the concert starts, I just had to sit down and see now okay. So that leads me right into it. Uh that's a cool gig. I mean, that's that sounds like I a kind so. of a fun. Th I mean, that's it's kind of the thing that I enjoy because I, you know I me. Mean, I get I like to talk. Yeah, so right. I, I talking to people and you know. But that's a fun thing, and we're still. Um, in fact, we have an ad to play. Let's play it right Let's here. Hear it. We 
want you to join our team in preparation for the return of an exciting full slate of events that include the Cavaliers and Monster Seats, as well as star-studded concerts and shows. Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse is hiring part-time positions in the areas of guest services, retail, and more with a $250 sign-on bonus 90 days after their start date. Employees must be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 no later than six weeks after hiring. Be a part of our team. Visit Cavs.com slash jobs. Yeah, so, I mean, we are... The, the Cavs are hiring, and these are cool jobs. And like we said last week, you can move up. Really, it's true. I don't know anybody other than me who hasn't moved up at their job, and you. I mean, but we have our own jobs. We, we can't. But I know. What am lo- I going to be? Like, I know uh, a lot of people that are executives in this company now that started as interns. Absolutely, absolutely. So there right. is, and the good thing is also there is other. Th- you can you can actually come in as a customer service representative and figure out that maybe you like the marketing department mm-hmm. or the PR department mm-hmm. or the merchandising department. Yep. I mean, the the opportunities are in. There. That's what I always tell people when I talk to kids about when they hear you work for the Cavs. It's not just broadcasting the game mm-hmm. or being on the TV side. There's plenty of jobs yes. for here available, and, and, and we want them to come in. So, for sure, any other concert that they ask for volunteers, I'm in because it was fun. It was, okay. it was actually uh, – I kept next, asking, next time we're both in town, I'm going to do one with yeah, you. Yeah, I kept asking people on the Harry Styles concert, so Justin Timberlake or Harry Styles? And what do they do, slap 99% say Harry Styles, but I think it was the age. It'd be like Beatles and Stones. Be 99% Beatles. No, and but that's, we'll never get to the end of that of that conversation, but it, it is insane that you think that the Beatles are above the stone. I think that, the, yeah, I think Musically, the Beatles, uh, the they Beatles don't are a tier above. Here, here's my, it, put, it like, this, put it this way. The Beatles are like, and you say, because you always say they, they broke up and the stones mm-hmm. are still going. The Beatles are like Jim Brown. They may not have the most rushing yards. They may not be, they may not have all the stats, but everyone knows Jim Brown is the greatest football player that ever lived. He's Just like the Beatles are the <laughs> everywhere, the, it is the, he's the greatest. Well, with, with Tom Brady, he's on a tier below with oh, Jerry Rice and uh, other guys. Ben Roethlisberger is better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, dude! You better leave town today. <laughs> Joe, Joe, uh, <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> oh my God! No, but you comparing the Stones to the Beatles is like me asking you, who do you like better, Led Zeppelin or Bruno Mars? It's like totally different things, like Teeny Bopper uh, and rock and roll. <laughs> you know. I, lo- I love your teeny bopper argument. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk basketball, man. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, man, beautiful, uh, great win last night before the trip, which, you know, you hate to say it three games into the season, but it was a game they needed. You know, going on this tough trip, man, they needed to get a nice win before they headed out. And I think JB has been able to push the right buttons with mm-hmm. this mix of people that we have, mix of players, the, the young guys, the not-so-young guys, but still young, young at age, mm-hmm. and then the veteran, mm-hmm. and then the – Kevin Love and Rubio, you know, mm-hmm. and when he said pre- prior to the game, everybody keeps asking him about, you know, we we lost the game in Memphis because of the turnovers. We lost. The, we've been telling, and basically JB said, you know, listen, enough talking. Let, took let's, the words let, out of my let, yeah. let's let's walk the walk. Amen. That, that's it. I mean, that's all you have to do. We know what we. I mean, we keep continue to say, and again, and and it's not about anything other than I have said it many times that with this team and with this season. The wins are not going to show up only in the winning column. Agreed. The game in Memphis was a great game for three for except that they have to learn that mm-hmm. you know how ninety four for forty eight, that's what they have to do for forty eight minutes. They played a good first quarter, a good third quarter. Yeah. With Charlotte, I think it was that in the fourth quarter, a te- a team that was in the playoff, a team that has learned how to win games, mm-hmm. a team that had been playing very meaningful games, realized that at the beginning of the fourth quarter we need to step up the intensity, yeah. and we weren't ready, and we responded when it was already a 17-point deficit. Yeah. So those are the lessons that are helping this team grow and move along. But the game in Atlanta, down 13 in the second quarter, Ricky Rubio goes on his little run at the end, mm-hmm. and then I think it was like a 21 21 nothing, yeah. Compared, I mean, putting together the second and third quarter. Yep. But again, the things that, we, that killed us against Memphis and against – Charlotte what are the things that we are working on the the, the communication defensively yeah. the the switching the 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 things and then and I'll tell you another thing that I really enjoy about last night's win Larry Markkinen cuz he's been mm-hmm. challenged by JB publicly mm-hmm. that he's not just an offensive player that he needs to step up and show yeah. that he can also affect the game on the other side he had a horrible night shooting yep but every time he showed up Joe he he, he was big 
the three pointer that Okoro hit on the third rebound, mm -hmm. he would both the tip out, get yeah. him tipping by by uh, by Markkanen. The, he blocked. He 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 got rebounds. He hit a couple of threes that were big. So I like the fact that his game was not affected by the bad night he was having. Me too. Uh, you kind of touched on everything I was gonna say. Laurie Markkinen, great point. He struggled all night, but he didn't get down. Mm -mm. In going in the fourth quarter, he he kept the energy up. I think he had seven points in the in the fourth. Yep. So yeah, big he kept rebounds. it up. Big rebounds, everything. But he just because he wasn't scoring. Didn't mean he wasn't contributing, which mm -hmm. was a great thing. Ricky Rubio, I mean, you can't say enough about him. And <sighs> we talked about it. You, you just talked about it now. JB's been saying turning words into action. Enough talking. Do enough it. talking about it. Go out and do it. And Ricky Rubio, the night before, came out and said, which was big. Before the season started, they talked about the team dinner, how Colin Sexton said accountability. That's a big thing. Mm -hmm. And everybody says that. You know what accountability is? Getting up and saying I screwed up, Th that loss is on me. And that's what Ricky Rubio did. Because he was, he, tried he to was, do he, much. he 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 screwed up. I mean, three straight turnovers to start the period. I mean, it. Uh, you can't blame him. It's it, not his fault. But the fact that he said it was his yeah. fault is big, man. It, that's sort of for young kids to see a veteran saying, "Hey, it's on me." It's me, yeah. right? And then not only say it, not just say it. The next night, walk the walk. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, first of all, he was trying to hit a grand slam with the bases empty against against Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, he was. And obviously, we know that is impossible, yeah. right? But and as a veteran, even as a veteran, you can fall into that trap, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Which is what we're trying to get these young guys to learn, and I think it's an amazing experience. Obviously, a painful lesson because it comes with a loss, mm -hmm. but it works. But uh, what I like about Rubio yesterday is that I think he took it to Trey Young. And Trey couldn't stop him. <laughs> yeah. And he bothered him on the yeah. on the defensive yeah, side. Yeah, he I mean, was he frustrated. Had, he all didn't have he didn't have any points in the third quarter. I think it was two free throws only. Yeah. And and Ricky took it to him. They ch he challenged him. They were daring him to shoot. He shot it. They were daring him to drive. Yeah. And his assists. I mean, if you put a video clip of even just yesterday's eight assists. Yeah. It all types of things: bounce pass, no looks. You know, alley oops. I mean, it, it is. It is. It, it has to be contagious for for everybody else playing around him. And obviously, Kevin Love. I think we have to mention the fact that he, he he is the one that that he is the love, the K Love that we we need for this season to be a success. We are totally simpatico today. And yeah. that, that was my next point. In that, I, Ricky Rubio, I think, also has brought Kevin Love somewhat out of uh, I would say his shell, but he's kind of changed his dynamic a little bit. And that Kevin looks fully engaged and you're right he's that's the this is the kevin love we want the veteran who's mm -hmm. you know a veteran presence he's never going to be a rah-rah guy uh but now he's he's that team leader that veteran leader guys look to him and he seems comfortable he seems happy uh and i think rubio has a has really had an effect on him and you know why because even though he's on his 13th season an all-star season mm -hmm. championship guy mm -hmm. And who, who I believe through the four years of us going to the finals, he was a very key player because he never even once said a thing after all the things that were yeah. going around him on the media. He wasn't in the picture. He didn't show this. Yeah, everything. Right? everything. Kevin was just, I think he was top notch, and I think that's what JB recognizes. But to see how a guy like Rubio can actually be okay with his role, knowing that he's going to get his minutes if he performs, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if he comes off the bench or. Yeah. Or or starts right, and mm -hmm. that's what Kevin because it's a difficult transition, I think, from what Kevin uh, what Kevin is going through. Yeah, and you have to figure it out, right? Well, but who better to help you than a dude that you that you know very well, that you play with, and you know you're comfortable with on the court? So I think everything is right now. The Cavs are taking care of the things they can actually do. Yeah. Everything that that we have to fix is something doable because yep. it's stuff we do. You know, and as long as health is on our side, I think this team is going to be fun to watch. I'm not telling you they're going to run the table or whatever, but they're going to be because one of the core values that JB has given them is compete mm -hmm. together, mm -hmm. detail, right? Those are the things, toughness, <laughs> one more. Those are the five yeah. core values that JB has given them, and that's what they have. And now they have the thing that says stop the talk. Walk the walk. <laughs> that's, that's right, I mean, and that, I, that, that's the message, man. Yeah, and I'm loving that. Really, I'm loving that right now. And you know, again, if if you know, they're not all going to be like this. And again, they're going to take some lumps on this road trip, probably. <laughs> but but if most of the games are like this, winnable. 
games where they compete, games where when you go do, go down 14 points, it's not, you know, it's not a loss. You know what I mean? It's where, where you know, again, they, they were down in Memphis. Last year, you go down 14 points in the fourth they don't quarter come in back. Memphis, they don't come I back. I said that, that to JB. We talk on the plane. When yeah. you know, JB takes the first pause when we come in, and I talked to him when we got on the plane, and I said, I got to tell you, Last losing year. suck. I don't care what anybody <laughs> tells me, Wolfie, and you and I have had this conversation yeah. about it's like your name is not on the scoring sheet. You know what? It's my team. Right. And, and I have experienced both ends of just not caring who wins or loses and being on this side. I love it more on this side because mm -hmm. the wins are more delicious, but the losses really, really suck, right? Yeah. But it, 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 it is what it is. And, and with Memphis, it's a lesson. And, and, and look at Mobley. Amazing game to oh start his career. I think he was kind of pushing it a little bit, making his home debut, and he came back strong less than 24 hours later. And, and the fact, the things that he has shown us that he can do, Miles Bridges tried to muscle him up a little bit, and uh -huh. then he stepped over Lonzo Ball. I love that. Alamelo, <laughs> yeah. I love to see that of yeah. him. A quiet dude, but he, you ain't going to push him around. No, And no. then he shows signs of greatness with handling the ball, spinning in the pain, and, and just Passing, like his pass, passing yeah, ability. I, I mean, uh, oh And again, ambidextrous uh, defender. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, instinctive defender. And, but you know what I think the key was? Because Memphis and Charlotte tried to exploit our, our bigs. Atlanta mm. tried to challenge them, and I think that That's was the, point. that was the difference. Great point, you know. Because Atlanta last with night, John Collins and Capella, they tried to go at him, and they play our game, and then we I can't I, we got a glimpse of the fact that we can actually win that battle. Yeah. Now it's just us adjusting to when they want to take him in the perimeter and clear the paint, how how we adjust to that defensively, and I think they will figure it out. Yeah. But I like that. Yeah, I like the jumbo lineup. I mean, I think it's, I love it. I, I, I do. looks great on the three. Yeah, and and you know we we've talked about this, but. You know, let's let's change things the other way. Instead, why do we have to be follow the trend? Let's make our own trend. Let's be the mm -hmm. big team. I mean, teams don't want to play a, the three seven footers up front. And last night, you could see it affected Atlanta. You could see not just blocking shots, altering shots. Mm -hmm. Guys don't want to go in there. You know, so I saw the longest, the highest rainbows thrown up. Last exactly. Night. <laughs> yeah, guys are altering. You know, they don't want to come around the paint now. So yeah. it's really kind of cool. So everything's been great. We'll talk about the road trip uh, just a little bit later. Uh, but we have to finish talking about we, – we brought up the 75th anniversary team. And yes. And then this week it got named, uh, the final list. And you and I talked before the show about – even you and I have a couple disagreements. We talked about uh, Dominique Wilkins made the list. He got added. Bob McAdoo. Those are great things. I'm glad. But then there's guys who – made it that people don't think should make it and then you knew this was going to happen of course it, it, it first of all because we st I, st I don't know if i haven't read the right page but i don't know what the criteria was i don't know if there's who, a criteria i think do, it's just i don't voting. know who I, voted i think the who, nba i know but who I I, I, again we know when the all-star game is done is the fans that vote and then the coaches pick the whatever it, it, irrelevant but the we man know, we know huh the man. Yeah, we yeah. <laughs> El hombre. Uh, <laughs> we know that f the 50 guys on the list, prior list, made it. Yeah. Right? So 25 were added. You and I have talked off air, and we'll have the conversation here. I have a problem with guys in the fifth or sixth year of their career making it to the list of 75th. Like, do you agree time. or disagree with Giannis? That's the guy we talked about. I just think he's too young. I know he's won the championship, and I know, and I. That's what you know. What I'll take Giannis. I'll I'll give you Giannis. Yeah, I, right? I, I'll give you Giannis be because there. because he he he's been all defensive. He's been MVP. He's been Finals MVP. Well, like you said, if he retired tomorrow, would it be on the list? And I say yes. I mean, he's done that much in such a short time. But there were others. That, Carmelo Anthony, for example. Right. That's a, that's one that to me. I know he done. He had a great. Team USA career, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I don't know how many medals he has and, and what everything, and more points than the Olympic team and everything. But in the NBA, uh, it has been more like personal accolades and not, right, statistics and not team. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And, like, again, James Harden is a, an incredible player, incredible player, an incredible offensive player. But what has he really done as far as the team goes? But again, I don't know what the criteria was. Exactly, exactly. And the guy, Clay Thompson there's so was many names. But, so obviously, but winning is like, not a criteria. Obviously, James Harden is far superior to, uh, as a 
natural talent to Manu Ginobili. Yeah. But again, but Manu Ginobili, I think, affects, Manu Ginobili affected the game, in, changed the game a little bit mm -hmm. when that six-man position. I mean, again, there's other names. Vince Carter didn't make it. Yeah, I know that. That's a big. Snow. That's a weird one. Matumbo didn't make it. But, yeah, again, yeah. limited offensively. Uh, Dwight Howard, I thought was, you know. How much do you think it affected the personalities? Uh, uh, when I see some of the names. Like Kyrie well, and, and, when I and see Dwight. Dwight, yeah, I could see Kyrie. Yeah, I could see that. Kyrie, you know? I don't think should be on there yet. We are we, we disagree on this one. But, again, we disagree because we're going back to what the criteria is. Right. To right. me, he's one of the best point guards in the history of the NBA, period. I don't care where you want to put it. It, it, it. By era, right? Bocuse is in it, right? Yeah, yeah. It, you but again, go he, by Bob Cousy probably won. I don't know how many titles he I won. I know, but in, in his era. But now you're putting, you're comparing to a, a point guard now. Yeah. And and the game has changed a lot, right? Well, look how many teams there are. You know. I know, but who's better than Kyrie at handling the ball or or right. or, yeah. or scoring or putting? I mean, and he has a very signature play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I, he's close. I mean, I, I think he's – it's Thompson, an argument. Man. Clay Thompson, One of the best Clay shooters. Clay Thompson. One of my my all-time favorite non-cavalier, Bernard King. I don't think he's top 75, but I love it? Bernard King. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know why he didn't make it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I, I don't think he made it. I don't know. I'm saying I don't know why he didn't make it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, hey, listen, uh, Clay Thompson, do you see what they did in the <laughs> locker room? <laughs> I don't know if it was Curry, but he was in the video. And yeah. They put a jersey in his locker room with the number 77. Said Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, he's he's borderline for me, too. I don't know. He's great, but he's borderline. Do you, Let's you see how he finishes up. I mean, don't, you don't think he might be on the 100th team, the 100th anniversary team. I don't, <laughs> he might be. He might do. They still might do more. I mean, they go, I'm, I'm sure they're going to. But yeah. I hope I'm here for that, but it's like. It'll probably be in Cleveland. Do you know he 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 commutes on a boat to to the home games? No, who? Clay Thompson. Where does he live? Alcatraz? I don't know, but he commutes on a boat. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's kind of crazy. That's cool, though. Yeah, it is kind of cool. I like. I love his father, <clears throat> Michael, Michael Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. yeah. I, every time the, when the Lakers come, I always I always have a chat with him because he's a great dude. Is he cooler than Rick Rick Mahorn? No, my horn is a little different cool. Okay. My horn likes to play along with me. So <laughs> yes, he like does. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> All right, uh, speaking of big men. Who do we have today? Uh, we have Ed Davis, one of the newest Cavaliers. Um, the vet. Yeah, the yeah. veteran. He, he understands he's not going to see much time, but uh, he's here to teach the young guys the game. Uh, not the game, to how to be professional. Um, a lot of off the court. Hey, on this road trip. A guy like Ed Davis is going to be big. Show the guys what to do, you know. Does, has he played with The way John team? Michael showed you what to do. Has he played with every <laughs> team that we're going to visit? <laughs> no, right? Yes. He played with Portland. <laughs> yeah, he did play with Portland. Yeah. And, uh, Toronto. I mean, he's, yeah, he's eight Everyone. teams. Yeah. Eight teams he played with. So he's got a ton of experience and a ton of good stories. And we'll be talking to him next uh, right here on Wine and Gold Radio. Wine and Gold Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. This is Oscar Coyle, and I never listen to Wine and Gold Radio. There's more of this. 20-footer for the win. He got it. He got it. After this on Wine and Gold Radio. Charge! Bring the family to Cavaliers basketball with the Family Fun Pack presented by Molina Healthcare. Garland out front. Long three. Good. Gave it off to Sexton. Down the floor to Okoro. Pow with two hands. The difference maker. Get four tickets and four fan meals starting at just $21 per ticket. Get your Family Fun Pack today at Cavs.com slash offers. Four tickets and four fan meals starting at just $21 per ticket. Let's go Cavs. Cavs.com with uh, Frank Calandio, I think, although I have to hear the voice to, to know for sure, but uh, as you may or may not know, his wife, Michelle, is from Lorraine, so you're, you're kind of a Cleveland guy. Yeah, a, a little bit, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know what I sound like. That's sort of the freak me out. I started thinking about talking like Charles Barkley. That's what happened. Let's talk about the end of that game. They did exactly what they needed to do. J.R. Smith said the ball and Kyrie Irving shot from half court, and it was a layup for him. That's how good it is. A great man, 
with a great ability and it nailed it. That's what I love to see these guys play it well. And that's what happened. And they're, they're going to change the streak. Was, they had a losing streak. It's going to get better. It's going to get very, very good. That's Charles, more positive than Barkley's yeah, ever been. No, but, but one thing, Charles, it wasn't a half-court shot because John Madden knows it was like a three-pointer. Yeah, I mean, you, got, you can only get three points. Somebody needs to Kyrie, tell Kyrie. I mean, you only get three no matter how far you shoot it from. Now, how, how did you meet your wife in the first place? My wife was in the front row of a, of a comedy club in Cleveland, and uh, she, uh, she said she overpaid. <laughs> she wasn't laughing? She wasn't laughing. Didn't laugh at a single thing I did. Did, she didn't know who John Madden was at the time. She, did, did, did she think she was going to go home with one of the characters? Is that what happened? Uh, no. <laughs> that would have been terrible. That would have been really, really bad. Well, we can't wait till you come back to Cleveland. And uh, glad You brought us some luck tonight. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm telling people. That's, I'm still taking, uh, I'm still taking the uh, credit for last year for getting them on the streak. So I had nothing to do with it. But I will take any credit that I can. All right, sign off as somebody on Cavs.com. J.R. Smith just released the ball again. That's what it means. Every time it shoots. He's the only man in the world who could have more shots made than attempted. That's how good he is. <laughs> Signing off in Phoenix, J.R., Charles, and Frank, somewhere in there. I'm Fred McLeod at Cavs.com. Now, back to Wine and Gold Radio. I can't take it anymore! Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Wine and Gold Radio. Wine and Gold Radio. Uh, we're back with segment two with our special guest, Ed Davis. Ed, thank you so much for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. I know Ralph just asked you off the air. Are you settling in? Are you finally getting uh, used to Cleveland a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. You know, taking it day by day. Yeah. Still in the hotel. Hopefully I'll be in you know, my apartment when we get back from this, this West Coast swing. So when you when you move to a new town, I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you get set up? Who's uh, is there a Cavalier person that kind of gets a, you set up? I'm a professional at this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's my 15 the last five years, man. I'm pretty good at it, man. <laughs> so I, you know what? That leads me into another question I want to ask. We have worked for I have worked for one NBA franchise, and I'm used to how we do things. You've played with what eight teams? Eight. Does every NBA team do things differently, or is there is it kind of cookie cutter where every team kind of same thing, traditions, everything? Uh, basketball wise, it's sort of the same, but organization wise, it's different. You know, mm -hmm. um, a lot of different organizations, you know, separate themselves. You know, you got the good ones, and you got the ones that, you know, need a lot of improvement. So, nah, it's not the same everywhere. Okay. I can tell you that. Okay. We're hoping we're at the top of the list here for you, all right? I'll give you an answer in a couple, couple more months. Okay. <laughs> still, still early, man. Still in the honeymoon stages. But speaking of the different teams, obviously different cities. You know, you're from, from D.C., you played in North Carolina, and then all the cities you've been in the NBA. What does Ed Davis look for when you get to a city for the first time? Is there something? Is it restaurants? Is it neighborhood? I mean, what, what's, what's the, what is it that you look for? Uh, for me, it's just like, Finding a place like a place to live where I'm comfortable at, you yeah. know, that's the main thing. And then you know, everything else just works itself out. You know, I had a, I've been in a couple of cities where I, I rented a house and you know had a terrible landlord, so dealing <laughs> with that. So my main thing is just getting in a spot where I'm comfortable at, and then you know everything else just works itself out. What did you like about the Cavs situation, uh, joining the Cavs as a veteran? Uh, I mean, just like being able to to give knowledge back, mm -hmm. you know. To, um, to help these guys, like I said um, in my first first interview, I had um, you know I just try to help guys from a you know a, a different perspective, you know, because um, most guys you know you got your family, you got your agent, you might got your college coach telling you mm -hmm. things, and you know they always have like your best interests in mind. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes like when I give information, I'm trying to give guys information from a player who've been there, you know, you know someone who. You know, one day might work front office. So just giving them a different, you know, aspect and a different look at it because, you know, it's more than, you know, just basketball. You know, it's the business side. And a lot of young guys, they don't really understand that. So just trying to explain that to them and, and break it down and how things work and, you know, talking through contracts and, you know, your bird rights and this. And, like, this is all, like, the little things that, you know, the average person just doesn't know. And it takes someone to go through it to, 
to give them that knowledge. So just trying to help them out, things like that. When you were, I was going to say, when you were a rookie uh, with Toronto, was there a veteran or a guy that kind of took you under their wing and kind of showed you the way like that? Yeah, I had some, I had some, some good vets throughout my, my career. Not even just like my, my rookie year, you yeah. know. Um, but, you know, I had Jose Calderon my rookie yeah. year, <laughs> um, Reggie Evans. Mm -hmm. Then when I was in Memphis, I had um, Tayshaun Prince. And then all the other guys, you know, that in between who I just, you know, followed them and, you know, just watched the moves and, you know, just the great players that I played with, you know, from Cole to Dane, mm. Donovan Mitchell, you know, just yeah. watching their habits and, you know, being able to, to tell, like, some of these young guys, that, hey, man, I seen this guy do this. I seen this guy lead this way. I seen, like, this stuff works, this stuff might not work. Yeah. You know, just this, this things like that. Speaking of young guys, we have plenty of those here at the Cavaliers. You know, yesterday's lineup, last night, last night was like 25 and under almost yep. for everybody, right? So what were your impressions of, the, of, of Evan Mobley right? for, the, for his first night in the NBA, one rebound short of a triple, of a double-double, you know, six assists, no turnovers in 38 minutes, the most minutes played by, by anybody. What, what were your impressions of the rookie? He's going to be real good, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, just obviously had to continue to work and, you know, um, get stronger and, you know, more experience. But, you know, I see him as an all-NBA guy, you know. So, um, I mean, he doesn't really have, like, no weakness in his mm -hmm. game. You know, other than, like, probably he's going to get pushed around a lot. You know, the guys are going to be physical with him as the season goes on. But, you know, that strength is going to come. So, yeah. for him, you know, he just had to continue to work and, you know, understand the game. And, and I hate to, like, sound cliche, like the sky's the limit, but – Literally, like, he doesn't really have, like, no holes in his game. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, he's, like, the ideal, like, like prospect, so. Is going. it more a matter of being able to manage those downs that are sure to come in the season for him, you know, those valleys that are going to join with the peaks? I mean, because that part is something that you, you come very handy for him, just to be able to manage those emotions of, of not being able to do things every night. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be some games we're going to have 24, 8, 6, and 5, and there's going to be some games where he might have just, you know, 7, 6, and 5, like, mm -hmm. you know, but that's the NBA and, you know, a young player. Um, he's very, um, like, unselfish. So, like, he's not going to always have, like, big number games. Mm -hmm. So, like, for me, just, like, sometimes, like, him, like, for him, since his game is so unselfish, he sort of has to be, like, he has to play, like, more aggressive sometimes, you know. Sometimes it might be a, a, a good pass or open shot, but, you know, being a, a star playing this league, sometimes you got to take that shot, take you know. So um, just like those little things. And, you know, um, I'm going to help him out, you know, throughout this whole year and, you know, the rest of his career, any advice he needs. But, um, like I said, you know, I I see all NBA with him. Man. Yeah. Okay. Has he been uh, getting the donuts or the newspapers or any of that stuff? Is yeah. He... Uh, honestly, me personally, I'm not really, like, big on that. No? <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, like, I don't know. Like, maybe, like, like my rookie year, like, my vets, they didn't really do that to me. So, I'm not, like, I just want guys to come in, young guys, and work, put their work in and get better, man, and, you know, sign these big deals, man. Like, yeah. that's what that's what makes me happy. So, like. I'm not really big on all that. <laughs> all the hazy stuff. Like, no, nah, man, we all grown men. Man. Good. Uh, we have to talk about something uh, kind of important. You spent your first couple of years in Toronto, like we said. At some point, you became probably an aficionado on O Canada. And this guy right here has been begging mean for like two years to sing O Canada. I mean, just from knowing him just from right now, what do you think are his chances? Where are you from? I was born in El Salvador, grew up in New York. By way of Miami, came to Cleveland. So you asked me, to, can he sing it? He can sing it. Can. it yeah. yeah. But you think I'll get the chance to sing it at the arena? I want to sing it either when the Raptors come here or at least when the G, when the G League team comes. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's been, it's, I didn't, I didn't been part of some bad, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? People singing the national anthem or whatever, so... You can't do worse than some of these people, so why not, man? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, right. and, and, that's, and that's a good national anthem, too. That's a, that's a What's good What's the name of the, the girl from uh, the Black Eyed Peas on that All-Star game? Oh, Fergie. Fergie, right? That was a damn, that was, that was a pretty good one, actually. Did you see you that? like that? Yeah, I did. I mean, it was, was kind of hot. I mean, you, am I allowed to say that? Well, you're from Washington, D.C., and my question is always, comes up like, 
Was there a reason why not Georgetown right. instead of UNC? So I was born in Washington, D.C., but uh -huh. I'm from Richmond, Virginia. Oh, okay. But Georgetown was in um, my top five. That's when they had um, Coach Thompson was there. Mm -hmm. But they had um, they're really going after Greg Monroe. Mm -hmm. And we were obviously we're in the same class. And, mm -hmm. you know, he was I think he was ranked like top three. And I was like, yeah. right behind that. So it just when they started going after him, I just decided to. And Duke go was never elsewhere. part of the, nah, the plan? Man, actually, man. I felt this was so disrespectful. When I was getting recruited, I forgot the assistant. He called me and told me, if I keep playing well, he's going to get me on the phone with Coach K. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, huh? <laughs> like, I'm top 10 player right now. See, if I keep playing well. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> so oh, when, they, when, I, when they said that, like. That took Duke out of the yeah, league. I'm just not like a, 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 Duke, a Duke player. I play with a lot of them. Like, I mean, I'm going to go to dinner with Mason Plumlee tonight. So. Mm -hmm. Nothing against him, but I'm just, I'm a Carolina guy, man. Not a Duke guy. It's a little different, man. <laughs> Why is the North Carolina, I mean, you always hear about how serious their alumni are, that they all keep in touch and they get together every year. Family. Yeah, family. Why is, why are they so tight? Why is that such a tight family? I mean, it's just a, it's a real brotherhood. You know, a lot of these, if, if two Carolina guys are, like, going against each other in the game, we're going to go out our way to speak to them, speak to each other. Hey, how you doing? How's your family? Yeah. Whatever, whatever. But you see two Duke guys or just say two Kentucky guys, they might not even speak to each other. So just like those little things like that. Like, you yeah. know, it's just, it's, it really is like a brotherhood. You know, Carolina's all about, you know, respect. We treat each other with respect. So, you know, it's just a, um, a fun, you know, fraternity to, to be a part of, you know. Especially yeah. when you win the championship, too. Right? Oh, that yeah. makes it that much better. <laughs> sure. sure. Do you enjoy playing at, at, at their arena, though, beating them there? or At, at Duke? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, that's probably, you know, the best, you know, arena to play at in like you know, college. Yeah, because it's yeah. just like the atmosphere is so small and it's, everything is just right down there on you. But, yeah, for sure. I mean, when you, when you get to – when I got to – to Duke, when we pulled up and we walked to the locker room, they were already, like, beating on the walls. And you could hear it in the locker room, like, two and a half, three hours before the game. So that's probably, like, one of the arenas where I grew up. Like, man, I want to I want to play here. And that year that you won the championship, did you go to Coach K on that game and be like, hey? No, nah, <laughs> man. Nah, I, got, I, got, I, got, I got a lot of respect for Coach K, man. Or the assistant, at least. Man. Assistant, that's another story. Coach yeah. K, I got a lot of respect for him. And, uh... Before we let you go, we got to ask you real quick about the Cavs going on a big West Coast trip yeah. uh, right after the weekend. Again, you're playing some heavyweights now next week. Um, how, the, how are these guys, especially the young guys, going to keep their head above water on such an early trip this season? Right. I mean, I, I think for us, you know, we got to take it one game at a time. Yeah. You know, we can't even, you know, look towards that the Denver game, the first game of that trip. You know, we got to worry about, you know, Charlotte. Then it's a back-to-back. -back. We got Atlanta. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But speaking on that trip, man, like, I don't know how we got that trip to start the year off, though. That's I, I, this like, the, as earliest I can ever remember. Somebody like pissed somebody off in the NBA <laughs> or something. Like, I mean, it's just like it's just one. It's a, it's a West Coast trip, and it's like you got four like yeah. legit contenders, yeah. heavyweights. Yeah. So yeah. Hopefully, we can steal a couple and you know make it a, a great trip for us. But you know that's a that's a tough trip. But you know we need that early on. You know you always want to be battle tested and you know see where we at. And no matter which way it go, you know. Um, it's gonna it's gonna make us better, you know, throughout the, the season, you know, it's a long year, so Denver, Lakers, Clippers, Phoenix, and Phoenix in Charlotte. Before also, before we let you go, are you a movie fan? Are you like a movie buff? You you got favorite lines that you kinda of, like you would recite right now? Like if you, if I ask you to say a movie your favorite movie line? I'm not a big big movie guy. I mean, I probably watch, you know, a couple movies a year. I'm not Really? I'm not, yeah, I don't Oh wow. I don't have cable. That's and, good. In Minnesota I didn't have cable. I got cable in my house in North Carolina, but I'm not really a TV guy. I'm more, I'm an internet guy. Oh, really? Are you a music yeah. guy? I'm a music guy. Okay. Beatles or, or Rolling Stones? I know, I know, you know, I don't know if you're aware, but Paul McCartney kind of said that yeah. the Stones were a blues cover band. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a new school hip hop guy. But that, that would be like, let's say. Uh, Who would be a good rivalry in new school hip hop? Who would be two acts that kind of battle against one another? Probably Is Drake, Drake and Kanye. Okay, which way do you come down? Drake. Okay, why? Um, I mean, I like his music. 
you know, I've seen his growth from 2008 to to now. You know, um, he's dedicated to his craft. You know, he keeps getting better and better. And then, um, you know what? I just, you know what I don't like about him? What's that? But he wears jerseys and jackets from every team in the NBA. It's like you, yeah, you, yeah, see, him, you see him rooting for the Lakers. He's rooting for the. For the Raptors. He want to be liked by everybody, man. Yeah. <laughs> I guess sides. that's good for yeah, the business, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Good business, man. Good business, man. Uh, Ed Davis, man. Thank you so much for joining Wild and Gold Radio. It's a great having you on. We'll have you on again this year. Thank Settle you. the captain. Carolina Blue. Sure, man. All right. Any time. This is Jared Allen, center for the Cavs. I listen to a lot of things every day but it's never Wine and Gold Radio. There's more of this. Oh, my. Come on, man. After this on Wine and Gold Radio. Oh, Wine and Gold Radio. Wine and Gold Radio. Wine and Gold Radio. Wine and Gold Radio. Oh, here the calves go again. So let's talk to our favorite friends. J. Mike, Rafa, and there's Joe. Wine and Gold Radio. Oh, Wine and Gold Radio. Wine and Gold Radio. Wine and Gold Radio. Wine and Gold Radio. Enrollment is now open for Cavs Academy, the official youth basketball program of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Clinics are open to youth ages 7 to 16, and all skill levels are welcome. For only $65, athletes receive expert instruction, an all-star 2022 dry-fit shooting shirt, and two tickets to a Cavaliers home game. Enroll at CavsYouth.com slash clinic. Let's go Cavs! Syncopates, radio communicates. Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Now that's energy. Hey there, this is Dirty Kurt, and I gotta be honest with you. I never listen to Wine and Gold Radio, but I hear it's awesome. Now, back to Wine and Gold Radio. That was delicious. Hey everybody, welcome back to the final segment of Wine and Gold Radio. Joe G here with Rafa Hernandez Brito. Yeah, hey. Hey, hey do you hear our, our polka band? Yeah, Wine and Gold Radio. Did we make them famous or they made us famous? Uh... I think they were famous already. I right? think they were kind of famous. I mean, I've I've seen them in other things, but they're kind of wacky. What are they called? The Chardon Polka Band. But yeah. they did like the, uh, they did the whole the first pregame segment for Browns uh, Broncos the other night. I missed the first the first. I left the recording thinking I was going to go in and watch the game from the beginning. Yeah. But I was at the Bubbly concert, so right when when we when I got home I, and he had kept me in up to date with everything. I mean, literally, he would like end the song and be like, "Hey, the seven nothing Browns." Uh, That's good. So and so score, and then oh, the field goal by the Browns. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that, that makes me like him a little more now. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a cool thing. Very cool dude. Great voice. Yeah. I hope I I hope Hayden Grove can dance better than him because he's okay, definitely not, not, not a good. dancer. He's not a showman. Okay. He tried to do it, but he's not. So I kind of looked away. I was looking on my phone at the <laughs> game and like listening to. Okay, we got to have Hayden on the show. I want to have Hayden on the show, and I want to have him. Uh, I want to sing. I want to have him sing. I want to have him sing a version of uh, Wine and Gold Radio if he can. Hey, ooh, he's got. He should give us the, the. But by the way, don't compare Bublé to Sinatra. It's like Blue Eyes is a whole different league. Well, I, you're right. I'm, uh, yeah, that was a, a joke. I think, I don't great, think he has he, a great voice. Yeah, I, I'm not comparing. But him he ain't. He ain't no rap back guy. I believe me. You're, you're preaching okay, the choir yeah, on that Okay, one, yeah. I'm just, even though yeah. I don't like New Jersey, I, I just wanted to make yeah, sure that. Well, he's... Blue Eyes is from New York. Come on, that's a different story. Hoboken. Uh, hey, so speaking of the Browns, a week from today... <laughs> <laughs> uh, week from today, well, whenever you're listening to this, but either way, next Sunday, Sunday, you'll be where? You'll be in Phoenix? We will be in Phoenix, yes. Okay. On... Um, well, we play. F- no, we go to Charlotte the next. We'll be traveling to Charlotte. We play Saturday. We we staying over in Phoenix, so we're gonna miss the game. 
oh. who's sleeping over in Phoenix and leaving to Charlotte on Sunday with traveling to Charlotte. Either yeah. way, the uh, on some Halloween Brown to, Steelers. Oh my God, imagine the first energy stadium that day. I know. Well, uh, hey, Brown Steelers, you, you know what kind of crazy stuff can happen. Una atrapada, dos intercepciones. Y ahora viene y es Miles Garrett. No, se deshizo de la pelota. Y ahora está el pleito ahí. Y Miles Garrett peleando. Peleando y lo agarra de la cabeza. ¿Qué le hizo? Le quitó el casco Miles Garrett. Y ahora viene el pleito. Uy, Miles Garrett tirando con el... Uy, uy, uy. ¡Oh, patada! ¡Tiró! El número 53 acaba de tirar una patada a la cabeza de Miles Garrett. He was here, by the way. Who? What's oh, Miles Garrett. I know Miles he got a, he got a yeah. real <laughs> I know. That was great. Uh, when I hear that clip, uh, the only words I know are Miles Garrett, Cabeza, and ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Because I, I still can't get over. Remember, <clears throat> first of all, that was a doubleheader for me because we, we have played the Heat. Exactly. Here at the, gar at the, exactly. at the field house. And I, I got a police <laughs> right. escort to, yeah. to First Energy oh, really Stadium. Oh, really? Yeah, first yeah. ever police escort yeah. from, from Fieldhouse to, to First Energy Stadium. And the the booth that we had for the mm. Browns and Espanol was right on that end zone. I mean, right, we were right looking there, right at right? it, yeah. And when I, saw the, <laughs> I, when I saw the punch, I didn't really realize at the beginning live that it was with the helmet that he smacked it, right? <laughs> And then when I when I say the ooh you 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 he was like the replay the replay seeing the helmet and I I was more thinking that he was lucky that he didn't hit him with the right with the crown or he was just like he almost put it back on on his head and 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 my partner Octavio cannot even think it was <laughs> like a big play I was like dude <laughs> right he just hit him in the head happened. that's what I said. he just hit him in the head with the helmet <laughs> hey don't don't bust that no, Octavio no. man and my you know my theory with that <laughs> and I know Miles just I have my theory Miles has been done uh, has been done uh, apologizing for it or whatever but mm -hmm. I don't think he realized he had the helmet in his hand mm. Mm. And I still, <laughs> that's not that's not my theory, but go ahead. And I still would like to find out. I never talked to him about exactly what happened. You know, the theories about what's his name, Rudolph, saying yeah, something. But yeah. when, when you're my, when you are Kyle, it is Rudolph. Rudolph, I think so. Yeah, whatever his name is, Rudolph. When you're that size, from Chagrin Falls, I believe. When you're that size, yeah. When you lack athleticism, and you're facing a dude that jumps. With Look. fifty pound dumbbells in each hand and jumps up uh, 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 like yeah. ten feet and lands on the freaking box, you're asking for trouble. If you're really trying to like, I mean that is a that is a one on one in not poking the bear right there. And 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 the bottom line is also I blame Tomlin. Agreed for that play Agreed. because he there was no reason right? why they should have been trying to do that when they were game was already settled. Yeah, and and all that so. But again, I'm glad the the Browns pull out a win against Denver, so mm -hmm. they kind of get go to host the Steelers in a better. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be fun. I can't wait for uh, for next week. Speaking of Denver, road trip tips off tonight. Uh, I'm sorry, Monday night, mm -hmm. Monday night uh, in Mile High City, and then they go to LA, to LA for the double for a couple, which is great. The, years ago, they used to split that trip. LA's on trips, but now it's. Good. I wish they did that with New York, man. Where they make it New York. Yeah, and, yeah. stay four days in New yeah. York. That's they should do that. They should do that. I remember the Indians, these Yankees met. Can you imagine almost two weeks in New York? It'd be great. Great. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? So, yeah, so a uh, couple of LA games are going to be tough. Uh, tough games, Tough man. games, tough. you know. Four teams. Yeah. Five with Charlotte that went to the playoffs, but four teams that went, I mean, yeah. two seasons ago, the, like the champions. Champs, yeah. The finals for, for, the, for the Suns. Yeah. You know, the Nuggets are the guys that, you know, still not, not Jamal Murray, but, but still a, a very dangerous thing with the Joker. The, cli the Clippers, mm -hmm. with, with the, they got a lot to prove. Yeah. The Lakers, the Suns, and the, and the Hornets, right? But my question to, to J. Mike was during the Wine and Gold show on, mm -hmm. on Bally Sports, and I ask you, do you, th do you think it's an advantage or disadvantage that we're going out there this early? Because I think it could also be an advantage – to sneak up on these guys Agreed. who are still trying to figure right, out, right. although now, we don't want to face the Lakers at all on three or whatever they, they could be <laughs> when right. we get there. But I, I think it could work both ways. Agreed, because uh, you could sneak up on teams early in the year before they got their stuff together mm -hmm. and you know, and they're liable to overlook you, things like that. But also I think it's a good opportunity to, even if they're probably not going to 
who knows how many games they're going to win on this trip. But this is a good opportunity to, to, to show what they've shown so far. Be competitive. Be tough. Show these teams when you go out there, like, hey, man, Cleveland's going to be a tough night at the office. That's what I really want more than anything on this trip is that, hey, you know you've been in a fight, whereas a couple times, you know, some of these teams, you know, rolled over us in the past. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'd love to see us go out there and really kind of show them. This is something I remember from back in the day when the Cavs first put together the Brad Doherty, Mark Price, uh, Larry Nance, Nance, uh, Ron Harper, those young teams, and they went out and played the Lakers. And Lakers, I think, won. But Magic Johnson called the Cavs uh, the Lakers of the 90s. That was a big thing in Cleveland back then. By the way, Turned you- out not to be that. But that was, I remember, when we first went out there and teams out west said, whoa, Cleveland's got something. By the way, you know that it's, pu- it's public knowledge now that Ron Harper never asked Lenny Wilkins that he wanted to guard <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got to have Craig Elo on the show yeah. because uh, that guy's got some good stories, man. Craig Elo? Oh, yeah. I yeah. I. I like him. The couple of times I oh, he's great. To him. He's he's great to talk to. Yeah, so the, Larry Nance Senior is the best to me. I mean, he he's yeah. always fun to talk to. All those all those Cavs legends are great. Brad Doherty, we should invite him on the show. Yeah, to talk a little NASCAR. He got a big race today. Okay, with with, with Brad, we spoke up, spoke to him a little, talk a little because he was on the Bally Sports broadcast with AC and and J Mike, and uh, we talked a little NASCAR. On, uh, That's good. I coach. could talk some NASCAR. Have you ever been to a NASCAR race? Yes, kind of done everything. Called NASCAR. Okay. Yeah, you have. Which ones have you called? I used to do the just the playoff. Okay, uh, and that ended it over ends in Homestead. I used to. I was one of those people who laughed at NASCAR. It was a bunch of guys driving, making left turns, blah blah blah. Yeah. But then when you go see it, when you see it in person and hear it and feel it, and if you ever get in one of those cars and you realize how heavy they are, and the way they they handle those cars, I mean, it, I know they're they're just making left turns on a circle, but you could go Still. to Walking Glens and then it's like it's a uh, yeah no, it, those things a, are beasts. Those cars, it, it it it's and it's hot. Yeah, and it it's. I like it. I yeah. like. I, I don't. I'm not much of a fan. You know, in Latin America, Formula One is like. That's the thing. It's a thing. I'm, All right. I'm not too much of. Okay. Of a fan. Well, let's, we don't have to worry about it. We have to worry about football and basketball and you on the road. And Denver. Bring, yeah. Where do we go there? Is there, there any good places that you recommend there? L.A. None, this none that I can say on the air. L.A. I go. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let's say some thank yous and get out of here. What do yeah, you say? okay, let's, let's do get it. you on an airplane, man. Let's do it. Hey, last week I forgot to thank the Golden Boy. I feel terrible. But uh, he, he didn't show. He was invited to come to the show today. I, well, he's 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 a little. He's under the weather. He's under the weather. Oh. And then, and then I have to. This is I've been remiss the whole time since we started the show. I have never thanked Boo. Boo is the oracle, man. Everything runs through Boo. Everything runs through Boo. She is. Yeah, she's kind of the. Is it? Can I call her the den mother? Yeah. Is that fair to say? I call it the Oracle. Okay, yeah. yeah. Boo is everything runs through Boo, so all the all the stuff off the air. The PR department, the Cavs PR department, we have to thank them. Uh, B.J. Evans, the great B.J. Evans, who runs the PR department with his iron fist. <laughs> and then there's the thin white duke, Jeff Schaefer. Flacco. Flacco. El Flacco. <laughs> Jerome Owens, the incomparable Jerome Owens. I still oh own God. you, Jerome. <laughs> 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 Jerome, big Green Bay Packers fan, good for him. Yeah, and then Sling and Sammy, the the youngster in the group. Uh, he actually to- hooked me up the other day. You know, I asked him about the um, Ricky Rubio got a double double the uh-huh. first game of the season coming off the bench, mm-hmm. and that was his 131st. And I said, how many has he had coming off the bench? And I would have guessed it would have been like 30, yeah. 40. Yeah, it was only his fifth. Okay, and the first four he did him in a span of like 12 days. Oh wow. <laughs> Minnesota? Yeah, uh, in 2010, 2011. I don't, I don't remember. Who okay. It had to be Minnesota. Sam's great, isn't he? Yeah, but great dude. Yeah, kid. he's full-time now. So Yeah, so now we have to respect him. Yeah, another guy that came in as an inter- as a seasonal. There you go. And he's working for us. There you go. What you were talking about Exactly. Earlier. Get in here, get in the door, El Flacco. and then work he your way up. Wasn't Flacco a seasonal too? Flacco, was a, he was a seasonal. And he's big, big gun, big head now. Exactly. So get in the building, work your way up. Yep. One day you'll be co-hosting the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Casey Coolest, we have to thank him. Coolest yes. hair in the business. One of the coolest names, too, and the coolest dudes. Joe Fritchen, yeah. uh, who's really the, the king of engineers. D-man. Yeah, I mean, Robert J. Hageman. The, and Pete, uh, Pete Berman, too. He's part of the team. Pete with, Berman. Yeah. I forgot yeah. him. Don't forget him. Robert J. Hageman, who's a big Broncos fan. Poor guy. Really? Yeah. You know, he's a big wrestling fan, too. I know, I know. Well, He never gets me. I, I want to be like a one of the seat fillers <laughs> for wrestling. He never hooks me up with that. <laughs> 
We have, speaking of uh, seat fillers, DMAC, the great DMAC. <laughs> <laughs> the, the brains behind the operation, the uh, the man that makes it all go, DMAC, and of course, the dynamic duo. Wait, before you go, Leo Simone. He Leo Simone, us did up I with, not thank him? No, you haven't yet. I want to thank him because he hooks us up also with with, with our interview. The, the, one of the best. Mm-hmm. The best guys and the uh, Wine and Gold Show producer, yep. Leo Simone, the great. And we have to thank the dynamic duo of Dirty Kurt <laughs> and Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Marty Allen. Let's go, Big Daddy. Do you help Big Daddy? He was asking on Facebook suggestions <laughs> about bidet. <laughs> about installing a bidet? Yeah, about, about buying a bidet. <laughs> no, I haven't. But I hope he gets one. If anybody deserves a bidet, is it it's Big Daddy. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week on Wine and Go Radio. And as always, good night, Freddie Mac. Wherever you are. Fire's leaning. To wine and go radio. Un minuto le resta y casi todo ha sido pasado aquí. Y ahora uno contra uno. Ando y Puri. Ando para Puri. De regreso para Puri. Everybody.